Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the Williamsville Wire, your home for Williamsville High School Sports. I'm Seth Coons alongside Nathan Simcoe and Kyle Hubner. Guys, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing good. It's a beautiful Sunday. A little tired, but I'm doing good. Beautiful Sunday. Uh, homecoming festivities have ended here in Williamsville. Uh, the Williamsville Bullets beat the Olympia Spartans in their homecoming game 42-14. to We will touch on that later. But uh, boys, let's. How's our homecomings? It was great. Um, the dance was good. Hot, but it was very hot, but it was fine. Good times in Williamsville. We take a turn over to boys golf now. We'll get that started. A big week for the boys golf team on Wednesday at 9:30 a.m. at the Rail. They take on their Sangmo Conference opponents in the Sangmo Conference meet to decide the uh, champion of the Sangamo, and then on Saturday, they head to the county match. Uh, guys, what are we thinking about this upcoming schedule for this Williamsville Bullet golf team? Um, they should be look they're looking good. I've heard from people, Cole, who's actually here today, but he's behind the camera. Um, I heard from him that they're looking good, and they're going to go play some of these courses to figure out you know, what they're looking like. But they've done so well, I don't know why anything would change for their play. Yeah, I mean, they just need to go out and play the golf that they, they know they can play and that they have been playing and just kind of go out and perform like they should and like they like they said they were going to. So go out and win a conference championship and go into the playoffs. So the Williamsville Bullets will take on the Moroa Forsyth Trojans in the uh, conference matchup. You know, Williamsville and Moroa uh, one and one on the season against each other uh, most recently. The Williamsville Bullets beat the Moreau Forsyth Trojan in team strokes, 164 to 166. So, Simcoe, how big would it be? Uh, would it be a statement if the uh, Williamsville Bullets can come out and kind of? We Moreau and Williamsville is always a good game in every sport. Uh, golf is no different. So, uh, Williamsville, who won last year against Moreau, is now looking to win the series, the season series against the Michigan, and I hope they do. We'll see if the defending conference champs can take care of business on Wednesday. But at this time, we will take a turn over to girls varsity golf. Now we take our turn over to girls golf on this week's episode. A big few days for the uh, girls golf team. Uh, on Monday, the day that this is being posted, they are at Four Willows Golf Course against Auburn, North Mac, and Illini Central. And then the next day, they head back to the Rail Golf Course to take on Hartsburg and Pittsfield. Then on Wednesday at the Rail Golf Course, they play in their Sangamo Conference uh, outing. And then on the 24th, they are in their Sangamon County Tournament. So, Cole, just from a golfer's uh, perspective, a big three days in a row, how do you not let that fatigue set in? Uh, you just kind of have to move on uh, after each day. Stay as hydrated as you can. Um, it definitely helps with not getting tired after or sore after those couple rounds. Um, and good golf definitely helps too. I want to because I know you've done you've done similar stuff. You know, golf three days. Like if you see like like on the first game or the first match and you're struggling with something, are you able to recover like the next day and the day after? Do you think that that can help you sometimes? You just got. You just have to kind of. If you have the time, go out at the range. Try to get, try to critique it. Or if you're, if you're used to hitting a certain shot and you're hitting the opposite, you just kind of have to play it and get through those three days. 
is playing what you, maybe you don't want to play, but you got to play it, get through those days, and then after that, really get and get it in the range and work on it from there. What's it What's it like, like mentally, if you go out and have a bad first match, and then you have to go right back out the next day? You have a bad first couple holes of that match. Like, what changes mentally in your in your head to be like, I need to get this back on track because these are big matches. You're looking at a real big picture, and you kind of have to look like when you're in the match, not even a hole or a back line. It's a shot. You can't retake that shot. So once that shot happens, it's in the past, and you just have to move on. There's no, oh, that wasn't very good. I'm gonna hit it. No, you can't do that. So you kind of have to just put those bad scores in the past and really come back strong the next day. Um. So like on days where you don't have any time to like go get the range? Like is there spots where like in a game you're making adjustments? Like you see like you did not hit like your iron shots very well, you didn't hit a drive well, and you're like, I, I think I know what I need to do. Have you ever made an adjustment like your next shot after you didn't do so well? So, I mean, there's some things, yes, like maybe stepping off the ball a little more or stepping up to it a little more, but you don't want to change your swing too much in a match. Right. Because it's just like a baseball player, you don't want to be trying three different grips on a same pitch but three different times because you're probably not going to throw a strike. So you, you don't want to go out there and be switching up the whole match. If you're playing something, stay through that match and play it. So have you ever made any like slight adjustments though? Yeah, like, I mean stepping off the ball is one. Um, like if you're catching a fin or catching a bat, you just kind of step off the ball, step up to the ball just a little bit. But, like a lot of your hand motion, like your hands, how they're gripping the club, um, your like your actual swing. You don't really want to mess with that too much in a match or a tournament, just because it can kind of throw off everything. So, so in these back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back day matches, it's basically just like a battle against yourself. Basically, you just have to you just have to keep a good mindset and just focus on shot by shot, swing by swing, not hole by hole. You gotta stay out of your own head. Uh, that's the biggest thing is golf is a very big mental game. Like you can go from birdie, birdie, birdie to you hit one bad shot and then you're done for the day because you're just gonna keep compounding on that. And the only way to not compound on the mistake really is just get it out of your head. Williams and Lady Bullets are the defending Sangamo Conference champions. Uh, you know, the three matches in three days. That third day is the Sangamo Conference match. Nathan, how big would it be for the Williamsville Bullets to uh, come out, win those first two matches, get the confidence rolling into day three? Yeah, just like you said, and just like Cole was mentioning, those first two games are confidence builders for the third one, which they're obviously won. They want that, uh, the tournament. They want that Sangamo Conference tournament. And, you know, if you're playing well those first two days, that third day, you're going to be on your high horse and you're going to be playing playing really well and but like Cole said things can change in an instant if you hit you know one bad shot one person can make the difference but golf's a team sport in high school just like everything else so if they play well as a team they'll be on top again absolutely we will see the Williamsville Lady Bullets golf team take the course throughout the week also good luck to the Williamsville 
boys golf team uh, through their big matches uh, this week. At this time, we will take a turn over to volleyball, but first, a word from one of our sponsors, Carter Bros Lumber. Carter Bros Lumber has been serving the Sherman and Williamsville communities for years, and as long as they've been serving Sherman and Williamsville, they have been supporting Williamsville Bullet Athletics. Carter Bros, proud supporters of the Williamsville Wire and the Williamsville Bullets. Make sure to visit them at 2 Carter Lane in Springfield. We thank them for their support. All right, so we take our turn over to volleyball right now as we get uh, their page pulled up. Volleyball, they're rolling right now. A 9-3 record. Uh, had some great play in the uh, Mount Pulaski tournament that they were in. I believe that Brooklyn Holdner was awarded all conference or all tournament honors. They got third, I believe. Then that tournament? Yeah. Okay. And there was like I know 20, 20 teams. Yeah, I there was a lot of 2020 I was talking to some of the players, and they said that it was a really tough tournament, and if they were kind of in the top of those teams, which there would be, that they would be sitting, like they'd be happy with that outcome. So yeah. congratulations to them. Uh, they beat Eastland in two sets. Yeah, their uh, their lineup was uh, four. They went four and one in the tournament, uh, picking up wins against Hartsburg, Emden, Eastland, Newark, and Menden Unity. Their only loss was to Lena Winslow. So. Some great competition was seen at that tournament. Bullets go four and one. How excited does that make you for what this team has coming up on the season? Um, I mean, last year was kind of a, it was the first season for Miss Beard or for Coach Beard. Um, so I think this year it's, everyone's kind of settled in and now it's time for the show. Yes, so much of that first season is a, you know, we talked about last year, you know, she did a great job coaching, especially as you saw them kind of catch fire down the stretch, head to that regional championship. But kind of that first part of your first season is kind of a feeling out process, seeing what coaching strategies work and what doesn't. And, you know, this season, you know, we've seen this team take a huge stride and they're, they're on a roll. And last year, I mean, there was COVID issues and stuff like that. It wasn't the easiest year uh, for a first year coach. And honestly, this is like her first, like, like this is like normal. Like I, this is like thing. this is like her first. This is her first season. like real year, and they're doing good. They are. They're real, they're firing on all cylinders right I now. I mean, even last year, she that did really well down the stretch. Like Seth said, I mean, they really picked it up towards the end of the year and won. They did pretty well towards the end of the year. So seeing that um, and how hot they already already are this season could be uh, some big things for the volleyball team this year. And they picked it up towards the end of the season. It seems like that momentum's carried into this year and they kind of have a similar team as last year. They lost a couple pieces, but it wasn't big. And they, they're they kind of, they're playing well right now. And Coach Beard's got it figured out on the volleyball. Like, it, I mean, they did lose some, you know, seniors. They had some good seniors last year and they competed at the end of the year. You know, they did lose to Morella, but it, they were on the verge of winning that regional. And I think that just if a few things went their way, they would have had it. So this year, you know, what kind of adjustments are they going to make going into the playoffs could, could be the difference of them getting a regional this year. Let's take a look at this upcoming schedule for the Williamsville Bullets. Some big conference games this week. Biggest conference game so far of the year for the Williamsville Bullets, taking on the Athens Warriors. You know, you kind of see that rivalry really grow last year in that regional semifinal where the Williamsville Bullets beat the Warriors. So coming onto the floor, what's the mentality for this Williamsville Bullet team? Um, 
I could see a lot of things going our way, and I could see a lot of things going Ethan's way. I don't know much about Ethan's this year, but um, I, everyone loses seniors, but at the same time, you're gaining freshmen. So uh, every once in a while, you do find some freshmen that are very good, and um, so you never know. But I could, I could definitely see it being a fun three-set game. Mm-hmm. And we also had like like last year's freshmen, this year's sophomores that have stepped up, you know, from last year. Yeah. They've developed a lot. I know Brittany Walters is one of those big ones that have kind of filled in the spot of some of those seniors yeah. that left last year. You know, as we take a j- just jumping further into this uh, upcoming schedule on Thursday, another Sangmo conference match against Auburn. That is away, and then they head to a tournament uh, over the weekend, taking place on Saturday. Then off day on Sunday, then they play again on Monday. This is according to Max Preps. And then they're right back to it next Tuesday, taking on the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. Um, Yeah, volleyball's kind of, they're always, they're always going to be good in volleyball. That's a big one. We we actually get that one at home this year, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of people at that one anticipating game to see how our team can fare against them. That's a good show. Maybe for schools, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, we go, we go to Plains for basketball, volleyball, all the above. So I can see planes bringing some kids out. Yeah, I agree. And this is another one of those tests. Like, if they really compete against planes and if they win, you know, that's a big showing for the playoffs. And, like, seeding, that, that'll be somewhere in that range. You know, we don't exactly know when seeding will come out. But if it comes out afterwards or before, you know, that's – regardless, I mean, that's just good experience for the team. Yeah, you know, you take a look at that Williamsville-Pleasant Plains rivalry across all sports, you know, as Cole mentioned, you know, basketball and volleyball, especially uh, during uh, the fall and the winter, you know. Those basketball games, no no matter where it is, that gym is always packed, that gym is always rocking. So, you know, if Williamsville can uh, pack the gym against the Pleasant Plains Cardinals, you know, that, that helps to add to that home court advantage and, you know, this is a very solid team, and uh, I, I like the Bullets against any team in the Sangamo Conference this year. I, I think that this is going to continue to be a fun team to watch as we progress through uh, this season. But that is going to do it for uh, this week's edition of uh, Volleyball on the Williamsville Wire. Before we take a turn over to soccer, we have a word from our sponsor, Law Automotive. Uh, Law Automotive, uh, great people, a great product out there. If you're having any problems with your car, they'll get you taken care of over at 1817 West Jefferson Street, Springfield, Illinois. So at this time, we take our turn over to soccer. The nine the Bullets are 9-5 and five on the season, according to Max Preps, coming off of two shutout victories uh, against three shutout victories in a row. They beat Peoria Christian 1-0, then they beat Pleasant Plains 5-0, and then they beat North Mac 8-0. And it seems like one of our big, bigger concerns headed into this year is starting to be addressed as a lot of people are starting to find the back of the net. I know that yesterday in a Verdon, Jacob Park, he had a hat trick as well as Cameron Fry. So, Nathan, how does that make you feel that we're starting to see this ball kind of start to spread around? It's already scary enough having Cam Fry on the team for these for these other teams that they play. And you add Jacob Park in there and he's scoring a hat trick. I mean, that's scary stuff. I will say, just talking to a couple of the kids that play soccer from here in SHE, uh, the biggest thing when SHE actually played was do not let Cam even get the ball. And they did very well. 
and we ended up losing that game. Can't remember the score, but I know the it wasn't. It was three zero. It wasn't any, anything crazy. Uh, finding those guys that can put the ball in the back of the net now, building their confidence, stuff like that, bringing us a sheet back, and now see if we can put up a goal or two because they're not. They're gonna have to lose focus on Cam, and when you have to lose focus on Cam, then Cam can take advantage of that too. So you're gonna get a, a variety of everybody. And then when they focus on Cam, then Jacob Park or these other offensive players can take advantage of that. Yeah, you can't you can't just have a one man show. If you have one man show, obviously teams are gonna figure that out and they're gonna do something about it. They're not just gonna let him run the show all night. So getting other people involved is like probably one of the biggest things that Williamsville should have done in the off season was figure out other people who could score, other people that Cam could find, other people that could find Cam. Like they've they've really built it and they're they're a solid team this year. Yeah, definitely a solid Williamsville soccer team. Looking at uh, just their season in general, you know, there was a question, you know, a little bit of concern when they dropped those three games in a row. How do, how do the Williamsville Bullets answer? And they've, they've definitely answered the call, you know, last three games, outscoring their opponents. They combined 14-0. to And uh, just looking at this upcoming schedule, I'm not sure where this uh, rolling really stops because um, – Williamsville, they've looked hot. They're going to continue to uh, look hot. Their next three games are against Carlinville, Olympia, and St. Thomas More. That is their outlook for the week. They play Carlinville on Monday at home at 4.30 p.m. Then they take on Olympia on Thursday. That is now a conference game. Uh, they're in Olympia, and then they're back at home against St. Thomas More. Uh, but they're moved to the grass this week. Do you think that that is uh, – any that kind of concern week? that is all week all week, yeah, all week. the track um so the, the soccer team i i this is actually a question do they practice on turf sometimes i, I know sometimes they they're do. back and forth so the majority it's not going to be it's not like they you know, it's not like the turf was turf. it's not nothing new they they did it all last year they did it all the year before that they're, they've done it some this year. And the, yeah, they play on uh, uh, the, these other fields. You know, so not everyone has turf, and actually a majority don't. So, I mean, during I, I don't think it'll play a big difference, even though that it is at home. And this, I think, is their first game on the grass at home. Yeah. During the school week, if they don't have a game, they practice on the grass, the grass. and football practices on the turf. So, I mean, they're used to it. They played it. I mean, Cam Fries has played on it for three years, so he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, he's they'll, doing they'll, a great they'll, job. Same thing with Colton and goal in, in the goal. Oh, Gavin Stoll in the defense. Yeah. And, They've yeah. seen it the, their whole high school years. Yeah. So I don't think it'll play a big difference. I, I don't. I don't think it personally will either. The only reason that I asked that question was because you know when you first saw the opening of the turf and the Williamsville soccer team moving on it, it it, it took a little getting used to yeah. for them. But the uh, yes, yeah. the, the ball moves, moves differently. Different. You don't get nasty hops, stuff like that. So. Well, once again, the upcoming games this week, Carlinville at home on Monday, then away in Olympia, and then taking on St. Thomas More at home on Saturday, uh, the Olympia game, is on Thursday. But at this time, we make the turn to the final stretch of our show, Williamsville Bullet Football, Sangamo Conference Review, and Sangamo Conference Preview. And at this time, we also say goodbye to Mr. Yeah. Kyle Hubner. Great, great job, by the way. We're going to miss you. This brings us to the final stretch of our show, Sangamo Conference Review and Sangamo Conference Preview. But first, we thank our final sponsor of the day, 
Fire and Ale. Simcoe, you know, we've had two post-game shows hosted at Fire and Ale. How, how do you think those have gone so far? Done, it's actually been really good. I mean, the setup in there is actually really good. The, and the food is great. And I don't know, it's great. After a football game, it's like, you know, I want a horseshoe. And it's good, though. It's, it is really good. They're really good to us. And they set up everything, you know, for us before we even get there. And they, they take our order before we even get there, so. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, definitely been a lot of fun to uh, work with those guys um, this year. Uh, so support us by supporting them. Head on over to Fire and Ale. Whatever you're feeling, burger, horseshoe, pizza, um, mac and cheese, wings, pizza, uh, calzone. Uh, you can get it. Fire and Ale at 135 Illini Boulevard in Sherman, Illinois. Proud supporters of Bullet Athletics and the Williamsville Wire. So anyway, at this time, we turn over to Sangamo Conference Review. We start with a game that, you know, looking at during the week, um, a lot of people had a lot of different opinions on it. You know, um, a must-win game for the Pittsfield Sockies as they headed to New Berlin to take on the New Berlin Pretzels. Um, Pittsfield had played a lot of the top teams in the Sangamo Conference. You know, those first four weeks, three of those weeks, taken by Athens, Olympia, and Williamsville. And then, you know, you wanted to see how they'd fare against, uh, against the New Berlin pretzels. Um, and, you know, New Berlin had a huge third quarter that led them to a 39-7 victory. So Olympia goes down to 0-4. New Berlin wins it to 3-1. So definitely some different feelings around each of those programs know, right now. You look at that box score, and it's 12-7 at halftime. Obviously, New Berlin made some adjustments at halftime, and they were able to just go out in the third quarter and give it to Pittsfield a little bit and run away with that game. And for New Berlin, um, for them, this is they are really in the hunt now. They're 3-1, and one, and they're right in that middle pack, and they're on the verge. I mean, if they win one more, they're, they, then it's like they need two more games to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, at, at large, I mean, you can say whatever. For that, but if you win two more games, you're in the playoffs for New Berlin, and that's their goal now. Like, they're like, can we find two more wins on their schedule? In my opinion, I can. So, I mean, New Berlin has a huge final five weeks um, on that schedule, uh, not in this particular order. Olympia, Williamsville, Athens, Maroa, and Plains. You know, they got to see all those teams before the uh, season is up. So. Um, your New Berlin, things are looking good around the uh, program right now. You see this big stretch of these big games. Uh, you got to take it one week at a time, right, Cole? It's the only thing you can do. Got to, got to practice and uh, play against the team you're going up against. And yeah, it's Friday night, and but a lot of those schools are out there Saturday morning, Sunday morning, already watching film. So. Um, it's one of those things where you can't focus on two weeks ahead, whether it's a big game or not. You got to focus on the one you're in because you never know with football. New Berlin, who plays Olympia uh, this week, I'm wondering, do these other teams make the big adjustments that Williamsville made against? I, I think I think you have defense? to. I think you have to make those big because, adjustments. Because you know, I heard about. I don't. They must make some kind of adjustment, I'm sure, but I don't know if they make it to a certain extent. New Berlin's going to have their hands hands full with Olympia. Olympia is going to have to come out and play well against New Berlin, and we'll get to that game later. I can definitely assure you, we do change the uh, thought process, mm -hmm. yeah. especially a team that you haven't played 
I don't even know if Negron's ever played Olympia. We take a turn over to the Moreau Forsyth Trojans game last week. A 77-7 victory over the Riverton Hawks. I know they did get a kick return touchdown. Big kick return touchdown. First, first play, play of the play game. Play. You know, these are these type of games for Riverton that you're like, you know, what can we learn? Like, how do we come out better prepared next time? And I'm not saying they weren't necessarily prepared, but obviously something went wrong. I, I think that this was just a case of Moroa had the dudes to do it, and Thanks. they did it. Um, you take a look at the rushing numbers alone, 10 total rushing touchdowns. For the Moroa Forsyth Trojans, Aiden Riser, seven carries, 22 yards, but he's in the end zone four times. Um, and what was the final score? 77 to seven. So they threw for one touchdown. Threw for one touchdown. Uh, Caden Mowers line for the night, 11 completions, 15 attempts, 157 yards, one touchdown. Uh, taking a look at his rushing stats, six carries, 31 yards uh, for one touchdown. So Who was that? Mauer. Was that Mauer. Mauer? Okay. So a... So a big night offensively uh, for the Moroa Forsyth Trojans. Um, that ju just uh, they're gonna build off of that as they uh, take on Pittsfield this week, which we'll get to shortly. But um, other than that, nothing nothing much you know, else to Riverton, say about that game. You know they're gonna have you know they're gonna have their hands full these next couple weeks, and I hope that they can persevere through this and. Find a win one one of these I mean, they games. Had, they had back to back. They, Who did they play? They, well, they played us, and they, then they, they played, played New Berlin. That's what it was okay. Yeah, and then they got Moroa. I mean, that's a rough. That's a tough the, little. Stretch. Those are those are a, that's a good stretch of games right there. But so you know, Riverton is going to improve because they've seen you know this this top level of the uh, Sangamo Conference. So. Um, yeah, but, but just taking a look at the numbers once again, a big win uh, for the Moroa Forsyth Trojans. Now we take our turn over to the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. Pleasant Plains beat the Porta Blue Jays 49-22. to Big win there for the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. Uh, this at Plains or Porta? This was at Plains. Okay. So a big home win, nice for uh, Pleasant Plains to get that home win, get back in the win column. You know, we talked about it. It, it had been a while since uh, Pleasant Plains had won a game, so definitely exciting stuff to see from them. Uh, and you know, now, now you got Porta, uh, Riverton, and Pittsfield still in the hunt for that first win of the season. And you know, one of them, they're gonna get them. I think the Blue Jays are going to get a win this season, though, I, I really believe. You know, Blue Jays haven't won a game in, I believe, two years. It's been a little bit, but they're playing. I mean, they played hard this game. You can definitely see it. Uh, I talked to a few kids that would go to Plains, and you know, they said, you know, Blue Jays, they play hard. You know, even when they're down, you know, they're going to keep stop. going. No, they're going to keep going. And that's, Plus, Plains will, too, because they know that if they if they don't, you know, they'll be on them soon. So. That's the – they put up points, and that's a good start because you, as long as – there's some teams that won't go out and put up points, and if you put a, a touchdown or two, there's a shot of you winning that game. So I definitely believe if they can keep putting up some points each game and just kind of chip away at each team, and that will lead you to a win. In Porter, they have a good community. They support their football team. They draw a good crowd over there. So yeah. it, good, I, I foresee good things for Porter. Yeah, but I, I think Coach McNally is uh, getting a program really – 
he, he's starting to get that program, uh, you know, back back to where it was, back to what you saw, you know, back in 09, 10, first couple of years of the Sangamo. Um, but uh, that that's uh, all we're going to review for uh, Pleasant Plains and Porta. Uh, no, no stats for us to run through there. But, uh, you know, we take our turn over to... You know, what What became a Sangamo this Conference Instant Classic? This um, became the game of the week, and I, I think I said that this would probably be the game of the week. You know, Williamsville and Winfield we thought would be close, but this one was. It went to overtime. Uh, we, it's not every year that we even have one overtime game, so uh, this was a fun one. Athens did end up winning it 22-14. to 14. They, they got a touchdown in the two-point, and Auburn was turned over, I believe. Yeah, a, a huge game for the uh, Athens Warriors, but also a huge game for the uh, Auburn Trojans. You know, like uh, Olympia did last week uh, with this game. You know, Auburn they proved that they're going to be able to play with those top three teams historically in the uh, Sangamo Conference. So, um, a lot of positive takeaways for the uh, Auburn Trojans. Um, even though it was a uh, loss, it's. It's it's not a it's not a bad loss. No. It's it's not a bad you mark can't, you on the schedule. You can't be too mad about that game. No, I mean there's definitely little things that you adjust. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure that there was things that they didn't do. You know how they wanted to, and if they would have, maybe they would have won. But that but, goes both ways. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure even had play. stuff that they yep. they didn't have. I know Williamsville did too. We had a, some penalties and <laughs> stuff, and we still ended up winning. But those things we'll definitely work on. But Auburn, you know, that shows you that Auburn and Moreau are going to be close. It shows you that Auburn and Williamsville could has the potential. Auburn, I'm excited for them to join that kind of the top bracket. Yeah, de definitely been an impressive season from the uh, Auburn Trojans. Uh, it's it's fun to see them start moving back up, as uh, Mr. Simcoe talked about. But taking a look at the uh, rushing stats, Cameron Biggard and Corey Craig both found the end zone. Uh, Biggard 11 carries, 51 yards, uh, one touchdown, and then Corey Craig, 13 carries for 48 yards and another touchdown. So uh, as we've talked about every year, slow down that rushing attack. You kind of slow down the uh, Athens Warriors. And it seemed like, you know, Corey Craig and Bigger, they just kind of run wild uh, those first few weeks of the season. Um, but, you know, Auburn came in. They had a great defensive game plan. They really limited uh, what they were able to do. Taking a look at the uh, passing stats, uh, Drew Cushman, three for five, uh, 63 yards, 21-yard uh, average per completion, 104.2 QB rating. So um, it seems like uh, last year we saw uh, Athens really kind of open up the playbook, pass a lot more. It seems like this year they're starting to go back to a heavier run set, but they are still mixing in the past. So uh, Ryan Knox keeping it two-dimensional over with the Athens Warriors, which, you know, helped lead them to a lot of success last year. Yeah, that's what makes Athens so like versatile, and that's what you can't expect them to just run the ball, and they're going to pass some too. But at this time, we will take our turn over to review the Williamsville Bullets homecoming game. Um, a big 42-14 to win against the Olympia Spartans. Jake Seaman with a huge night passing, 21 of 28 for 316 yards and four touchdowns. And take a look over at that receiving core. Just take a look at Ethan Hines' line for that game. 10 receptions, 182 yards, two touchdowns. So a huge night 
for Ethan Hines. Uh, how nice was it to see Ethan Hines back out full force? Um, I, I love seeing him out there, not injured, um, not on the sideline. Um, he's uh, just an athlete all around. He's always been an athlete. Um, but really seeing him, all the work he's put in um, and everything like that, he really didn't get to show it off last year. Um, but I'm really happy that he got to. He's getting to this year and hope to see him make it through this year all the way. Yeah, and this is kind of like the movie that we never got to finish last year. His junior year was cut. Uh, Very sure. This is a this was a great game by him and Workman who got hurt and didn't really have like I'd say like Workman usually has a really big game in these games, but he didn't really uh, this game. He still had some good plays. I know he he did, but Ethan really kind of took the spotlight. One guy that stepped up this week that really. We really haven't seen Our too offense. much from. Yes, a receiver. Colvin. Mason Lidiker. Mason Lidiker and Colvin Fleck. Colvin Fleck. Mason with a very nice route. Um, freed right. Jacob. Freed Jacob and Jake dumped it off. And Mason turned on the Jets and he was gone. And that's one thing. Uh, we got a lot of speed. If we get open field, we can go. You see Mason... Uh, kind of fill in on slots sometimes he does he runs some seam routes that's kind of what that was it was a kind of a seam route yep. and he had him right over the middle and he was gone Colvin had a lot of good out routes I specifically yes. remember him running like a bunch of out routes and he got quite I think he got I don't know if I can see the receiving go down down Colvin. yeah Colvin Fleck three receptions 22, 22 yards. yards yeah but I mean he usually runs shorter routes so but I mean three receptions at 22 that's that's a, uh, right around first downs. A lot that of gives you a lot less yards to get for that first down. So, a lot of wide receivers can get the ball for this Williamsville Bullet team. A lot of running backs we also saw get involved. Um, yeah. You know, Mason Litaker, Harley Sharp, Braylon Singer, Braddock Cates, four guys who can get a lot of touches. You know, Colin Ripper, he comes in when bullets get near the goal line, try to power run um, for a, a touchdown, but you know. The four guys, really a four running back system is what we kind of seen from Williamsville throughout the course of this year, and that is just so difficult to stop. We said that Jake gets a majority of the rushing touchdowns, and he got both of them in this game. I know Ripperda was pretty much like right there to scoring on the one, but he, they bring him in on the power sets, and he can muster his way in. But Jake's a hard runner too. So I would agree with that. And uh, his the QB sneak that they run, they – they pull linemen and then actually push Jake from behind. Mm-hmm. So it's – and he has no fear. And there's no fear. So he will run into whoever he wants, whenever he wants. And you saw it actually the other night he, when he ran, I think it was outright. He lowered his shoulder and he went. And he ended up in the end zone. So um, really good. He's a very um, versatile type of guy. Uh, great quarterback. Um, but one thing about the having four running backs, not only is it hard to stop because you never know who's out. You, you can find out who's out there, but you don't know what they're going to be doing. But then again, you get to keep all of them not tired. Some of them running backs get tired after a quarter and a half, especially if, you're, if you run the ball a lot. And you, you won't see that from Williamsville very often because we have so many options. Yeah, Sharp usually starts off and Lineker works in, and then if we get near the goal line, Riverdale will come in. And Braddock Cates, who obviously comes in quite a bit as well. Totally fun to watch. Yeah, especially these next two years. Yep.
So just one final recap. Final score of that game, 42-14. Williamsville moves to 4-0 on the year. Sets up a matchup between two unbeaten teams this week in Athens as Williamsville takes on the Warriors. We'll get to that in a second. But that's going to do it for a Sangamo Conference review. Now we get to Sangamo Conference preview. We start off with the Pleasant Plains Cardinals taking on the Riverton Hawks. Um, Plains sits at 1-3, Riverton sitting at 0-4. So a big game for these two teams, a, uh, a must-win game for the uh, Riverton Hawks. And I'm sure that the uh, Pleasant Plains Cardinals wouldn't mind moving to 2 and three on the year that game is in Riverton on the turf uh, Friday at 7 p.m. So uh, just your initial thoughts on this game Mr. Simcoe. You know I think that Riverton you know they just need to play a full game you know sometimes I think we get a little bit too involved in like these winning I think that you know you gotta have some goals like for Riverton like you know, score a few touchdowns you know you know, have a good defensive stand against Plains. Yeah, definitely a, a big game in the Sangamo Conference this week. I like what you say about, uh, you know, Riverton. Um, you go into that game, uh, you, you got to have your goals. You know, some sustained drives, um, a couple trips to the end zone. Um, and then, you know, uh, get a win on that new home turf. I mean, that, that would be huge for uh, Riverton. That would really uh, put some momentum back onto this Riverton football team. But you know that Pleasant Plains is going to come out. They're going to look to capitalize on what they did last week, uh, move to two and three, and and really get back into this playoff conversation as the year continues to go forward. We take a turn over to another team in the Sangamo who needs a win this week to uh, stay playoff eligible. The Pittsfield doesn't seem like a winless team. They're definitely better than. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, but they had a heavy first five weeks yeah. of the yeah. season. This second half, I think, is going to be much better. Pittsfield's at least going to get a few wins, I, I think. You know, they're going to get a couple here and there. You know, Pittsfield, for Pittsfield, I mean, this is the, I mean, Moroa, this is a big test. Um, it shows you that, you know, if Pittsfield loses this one, I mean, four and five, they're not probably going to get out. But it's, once again, to go out there and compete, you know, have your goals like if, if can they like move the ball against Moroa? Can their defense stop the Moroa heavy offense? We saw them put 70, 77 points up on Riverton. You gotta can't allow that. And week by week, we said that. Yeah. Gotta go week. Gotta go week by week. You know, but you know Nathan brought up earlier. You know, little wins uh, each week, having the little yeah. goals. So, um, you know, I I think that a win um, Coach win. Ferguson is gonna take a lot away from this game. You know, you got. Coach Joseph over at uh, Maroa and de definitely a great program over there. So, um, Coach Ferguson working uh, on you know kind of rebuilding this uh, Pittsfield team to where they were. So, a lot that you can learn from Coach Joseph and the uh, Maroa Forsyth Trojans as they head into next week's game. And now we take a turn over to the Auburn Trojans. The Auburn Trojans two and two on the year. Looking to go above 500 as they take on the Porta Blue Jays. You know, for Auburn, this is one of those games where you got to take care of business. You got to do what you've been doing. You got to go out. Don't take anything for granted. And just, this is at Porta, correct? Yes, at, at Porta. Porta. Um, for Porta, yeah, I'm going to go back to the small, the goals. You got to have goals against Auburn, you know. They just got to. 
they can't let up. They gotta stay going, and it you it isn't it doesn't matter who you're playing because at the end of the day, whoever wants it more can it's get, get it. it. Yeah, can't get it. So you just can't can't really look past the team and stuff like that. So you just gotta really just go in, take care of business, and move on. Yeah, that does it for our conversation on Auburn and Porta. We now head into a big game, and you know, I, I think here is is something that we, you, you take a look at the future of the Sangamo Conference, how these standings are going to shake out. This is a huge game. New Berlin comes in three and one, taking on the two and two Olympia Spartans in Olympia. Um, you know, Olympia looking to get back in the win column after a 2-0 start. Played some good competition against Williamsville and Athens. This game could throw them tied overall. I, I mean, this is a, this is a big game, um, and I, I, I will talk about. This you know, is probably your we have two games to watch this week. I mean, this is definitely one of them. Like, we're going to be checking the score of this one. This so, should be a fun one. Yeah, it'll be fun. New Berlin's played hard this year. They've gotten wins over teams that really they, they did take care of business against, and those are teams that they say, like, yeah, we should beat these guys. Olympia, this is one of those games where, like, this is pretty equal. You're equal. You know, good teams beat other good teams. This is going to be an overtime game. You think that's, you think we're getting two overtime treats Back in a week? weeks. Two weeks. Watch. My over, overtime what games are fun to awesome. keep checking the uh, score on, but no, nah, coming coming into coming into this one, you know, huge huge game um, for the Olympia Spartans. You know, New Berlin comes in; they're three and one. Their only loss on the season is to the Auburn Trojans. So a win here for for New Berlin, you know, moves them to four and one, um, and and they. They've got a tough schedule coming up. They see those top three Sangamo Conference teams, Williamsville, Athens, and Maroa. So take care of business against Olympia, and, and, you, 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 and, and you don't have to worry as much about stealing one of those games. And for New Berlin, you know, it's all, we've talked about the defense against Olympia. They haven't seen them. How are they going to adjust? Do they play it like they've, been, they've played Athens in the past, or it's a little bit different? So maybe you try something a little bit different against Olympia, who did throw the ball. Um, and honestly, they didn't do horrendous when they threw the ball. They had some good plays when they threw. So for uh, New Berlin, you have to be ready for that. You got to be prepared. For Olympia, though, you got to be prepared for New Berlin because it's on the inverse. They haven't played them either. Yeah, definitely a huge game in Olympia on Friday night. But I believe that we've gone over the other four Sangamo Conference matchups. Let's turn to the battle of the unbeatens, 4-0 Athens hosting 4-0 Williamsville. You know, you, just saying that, you get excited for this game. Simcoe, what are your thoughts as we head to Friday night? Well, as a Williamsville student, uh, Athens always gives me a little of anxiety because it's always a close game especially when we go over to Athens we always have some troubles over there and, and rightfully so I mean Athens is a good team and they play hard against us it seems like they always bring out the guns and they prepare well for us and you say that. any sport any of that you look at your JFL your yeah. elementary school your ju yes. junior high and they always, all that always it's always a, a fun game. time playing Athens yes, they always any sport well. anything uh -huh. they always come to play 
Yeah, definitely one of the bigger rivalries in the uh, Sangamo Conference football scene. Just looking at these two teams, you know, both have good long-term coaches, Aaron Coons, Ryan Knox, you know, very respectable programs uh, between each of them. And, you know, last year comes down to the final drive, one of the final plays. You know, Josh Cates, he comes up, he, he makes that sack to uh, to pretty much end the game. Jake Seaman comes out, he takes a couple knees, and, uh, you know, Williamsville moves to 1-1 one and one on the year. Um, but, you know, the, the Athens Warriors have looked good. They found ways to win. Um, you know, against Auburn, you know, you get into a dogfight there. You, you, that, that's when you find out what your team is really made of. And uh, I think Ethan showed what they're made of. And they're there to play. And uh, I, I think that this is going to be a great game on Friday night. And, you know, extra emphasis for Athens going into this week. It's their homecoming game on Friday night. So big rivalry game, big homecoming game. So uh, the atmosphere in Athens on Friday night, the place should be rocking. Well, maybe this is the one that goes to overtime. The last two, really no, Athens we're going two Athens games in a week. Athens went to overtime back in 2015. We're going, we're going two games in a week, OT. OT. It'd be pretty cool to watch too. Because mm. I already know the only game's going in. That one. Oh, I'm very confident. Okay. All I know is it's, I think it's going to be a good game, even though Williamsville, Always is. they want to, you know, they want Athens. Like, and Athens is 4-0, so that puts, you know, like it on. Like this this week of practice, I'm sure it's going to be hard. We, we will have a Sangamo team punch their ticket uh, for a playoff bid uh, this week. Um, so Athens or Williamsville, one team guaranteed to move to 5-0 and in the Sangamo Conference this week. But, um, you know, we're going to take a look. We're going to see how the Williamsville Wire can bring coverage to the Athens and Williamsville game this week. I know that me and Simcoe have talked about possibly reaching out, trying to set up a uh, broadcast over there. So we'll, we'll get all that stuff in the works. No guarantee on the broadcast yet. We'll see we what's hope, happening with all the other... Uh, we'll see with all the other uh, providers and, and, and see what we can get done. But I think that that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire. I'm Seth Coons alongside Cole Brewer and Nathan Simcoe. Uh, we thank Kyle Hubner for coming on today as well. Thank you for listening.